You are sitting in Bat's theater. You are listening on the internet. A bright light blinds you. We are taking control. Images burned onto the inside of your eye and the inside of your mind. A blind woman cheating on a man with his conjoined twin. <laughs> a policewoman investigating her own murder. And a support group for alien abductees being held in a church basement on Venus. <laughs> you are not in bets. You are not listening on the internet. These are things you could only see during the witching hours. This evening's entertainment goes by the name of Fun and Games, a deceptively simple name for an oddly complex tale told in many strange ways, which one could suppose is appropriate. For is there anything more deceptively simple or oddly complex than the having of fun or the playing of games? But first, we begin with a tale perfect for this moment just before bedtime. Take it away, mysterious man. Spiders have more to them than their eight little legs, creepy crawling all over the place. Spiders have more to worry about than frightening you, making you jump on tables or slam doors. Spiders have more to their day than just crawling up your arms and nesting in your ears. Spiders have greater concerns than being one of the seven you swallow in your sleep every year. Spiders live lives as colourful and complex as ours. It's so easy to confuse size and scale, isn't it? It's so easy to think that because spiders' lives are so much smaller than ours, that they lack the scale of ours. Nothing could be further from the truth. Consider, if you will... Susan. Susan is a spider. Susan has a busy spider life. Every day packed with the million little tasks that take up our everyday life. Drowning in admin stress and talking to people and getting things done and doing things yourself and picking up after others and fear and, of course, checking the web. There is no... There is no real human equivalent for checking the web in society, so imagine that instead of going to the shops for food when you were hungry or knew you were going to be hungry, you instead had this massive trap out the back of your house, this massive trap made of stuff that you have to secrete from a very, very delicate part of your body. <laughs> the most delicate part of your body. <laughs> You yank this ooze from your nethers <laughs> and weave it into, well, a web. And it's sticky and glistening and it's gross, but it's also beautiful because, you know, it, it came from you. <laughs> it's a part of you out in the world, working for you, working with you. But it's also beautiful because, well, you've seen them. The ghost traces of lines flickering in the air of the unimpeachable beauty of nature, right? 
It is just because it is just because it is. And, 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 and it's not like most traps that you can just leave, right? You can't just check back in a week to see if you've snagged something. Checking the web isn't a hobby. It isn't a daily check-in. It isn't even a nine-to-five job. It is way more than that. It requires constant surveillance, constant checking, constant fixing, constant reweaving, constant re-secretion. Checking the web is a lifestyle, a very fact of your existence. Were you to ever cut a spider in half, you'd see, check the web, written through them like Brighton Rock. <laughs> Spiders get no choice in this. They are born into this lifestyle, this way of living. Or, more specifically, it's born into them. It is their burden. It binds them together. It keeps them apart. For maintaining any kind of real connection with another spider is hard. When there is constant web checking to be done, distractions and missed connections are almost perpetual. Spiders are lonely. Holding yourself still feels lonely when it's done with eight arms. <laughs> Like many spiders, Susan began to feel the real atlas-like weight on their existences. Yes, the web feeds them. Yes, the web keeps them alive. But at the cost of a life to live. How very mysterious. And I certainly hope that tale doesn't return to elucidate itself further at some point. <laughs> that certainly would be most uneasy a turn of events. But now we arrive somewhere strange. On the surface, it could be anywhere, any toy shop. But something is wrong, a little out of kilter. Something is lurking just out of the corner of your eye. Hello? The door says open. I can come back. Can I help you? Oh, I didn't see you there. Mm, you wouldn't have. Pardon? I wasn't there before. Where... Where were you? I'm very good at sneaking. Oh, I've no doubt. You're a bit old. I'm sorry? I don't get adults alone in here often. My toy shop usually attracts a younger clientele. Ah, yes. I meant no offence. Oh, no. Sorry, I just misunderstood. Mm, clearly. Um... What can I help you with? I want a game. Ah, we have a try-before-you-buy policy. That's nice. It's mandatory. It's Compulsory. It's for my son. That's nice. Y yes. Can you call him? N no, why? He'll have to test it. Does he have to? Someone has to. It is mandatory, after all. Compulsory. Well, I could. How will you know? How will I know what? How will you know whether your son will like it? I think I know him pretty well. <laughs> I mean, he is my son. Ah, yes. <laughs> what kind of game are you looking for? A board game. Mm, you're never bored when you're playing a game. That's my motto. But you know what I mean. Mm, I'm afraid I don't. I just like fun. I just love games. Don't understand how you could ever be bored. You're joking? I never joke about fun and games. Entertainment is no laughing matter. I'm talking about games you play on boards. Uh, well, why didn't you say? I did. I'm sure you didn't. I did, though. You did dough, like bread. Is there anyone else here? Yes, I'm here. Are you having some kind of a crisis? <laughs> I think I might take my business elsewhere. Mm, do you like it? 
No, there's nothing to like. You're just... The game. What game? Do you like the game? What game? The one we were playing. We weren't playing a game. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Misunderstandings. We were playing Misunderstandings. That was all a game. Mm, it's on special. I won. How? Because you gave up. You didn't even try to misunderstand me. Okay. It was quite disappointing, if I'm honest. How could I have given that to my son? By playing it with him. So, just by misunderstanding him? Mm, basically, yeah. yeah. After you've paid, obviously. <laughs> That's not the kind of game I'm looking for. Mm, but the game you're looking for is a boring game, and we don't sell those Look, here. Look, I just... What... Just giving it one last go, seeing if it was going to stick, seeing if you'd try harder that time. <sighs> Tell me about these. Oh. Well, those are our board games. So you know what they are now? Well, obviously, I run a fun and games shop. You didn't... Oh, the game. Yes. These are perhaps more to you and your son's taste, seeing as they are, well, corporeal. I don't recognise any of them. Mm, me neither. You knew? It depends on what scale we're talking about. Like, life scale? Oh, I've worked here the whole time it's been open. How can you not recognise the games, mm, then? New stuff coming in all the time. Ah... Uh. Shall we try one of them? Maybe. Rhetorical question, dear. Remember, tryouts are mandatory. I remember. Which one shall we try? Ooh, this one. Shearman's Loot. Oh, camera obscura. Oh, no. Let's play this. What is it? It doesn't seem to have a name. Check on the back. Mm, nothing there. Just a blank white box. Odd. How exciting. Let's try it. Here we go. What's happening? Mm, I don't know. There's nothing in here. It's just an empty blank box. Looky likes. So it's not a game, then? Oh, it's definitely a game. There can be no doubt of that. There's nothing. There's no pieces, no dice, no boards. It's just an empty box. <clears throat> Isn't it terrifying? Isn't it wonderful? Like electricity. I wonder what's going to happen. There's not even rules. It's not a game. Oh, I'm sure there are rules. They're just not written down. Maybe we can come back to this one. I think I might try something a little more traditional. Don't you have, I don't know, Monopoly? Oh, but then why come here? You can get Monopoly anywhere. And this isn't anywhere. Can I talk to your manager? I am the manager. Well, one of your employees seems to be threatening me. Oh, I'm not. I'm just playing. I think I might go to the warehouse. Good day. Fine, then. Be seeing you. Have fun. I will. Have fun letting down your child. Really? <laughs> Getting them just some game. Some... Time waste. Something to waste away the hours. Oh, that sounds like fun. That sounds like a good idea. I mean, who really wants to enjoy the time they spend with the family playing games? This isn't working. Oh, have you ever actually enjoyed a game of Monopoly? Well, obviously. There's no one else here. Who am I going to tell? What do you mean? No one enjoys Monopoly. I... I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No. Is this another game? Nope. <laughs> I... You're right. I hate it. Hate what? Monopoly. Mm, yes, everyone does. Why do we play it? Because it seems like it should be fun, but it's just not. I could get Scrabble. Uh, you already have Scrabble. You don't You're not... white, middle class and boring. You were issued Scrabble right out of the womb. <laughs> yes. Mm, this is getting awfully intense. I'm sorry. Look, I... We both just want the right game for your son, right? Right. I might even give you a discount. Oh, you better... 
I've a mind to leave with all your loopy behaviour. If you were going to leave, you would have left. Well, I'm going now, then. I have just the right game. Ta-ta. What? Hello. What's going on? I just walked out and then, then I'm back here. What? (laughs) What's going on? How am I still here? I should be outside. Oh, you can't leave. What? You're not allowed. Why not? What's going on? Trying out the games is mandatory, yes? Remember? Compulsory? Yes. Can't leave without finishing the game, can we? What game? The empty box. Seems we're still playing. What an odd turn of events. (laughs) (laughs) Who are these people? What is this game? What kind of a game could they be playing? Or what kind of a game could be playing them? Will these questions be answered after a little more of that old fable? Susan was sick of it. She'd had it up to here with her webs near total domination over her life. She was sick of having to constantly remake it when tasty flies slipped through the web in the moments between her constant checking, tearing holes in this giant piece of herself. Susan lusted not even for the better things in life, but just for the other things. She hungered for time to do her taxes. She yearned to have the time to load up Facebook only to immediately close it again because she was depressed enough today. (laughs) She wished she had the time to grow distant from people who she once thought she would never tire of. Susan wanted the stuff of life, and her web, while not great at catching flies, had proved itself more than capable when it came to trapping Susan herself. As with all similar cases... Susan's awareness of her own imprisonment made it that much worse. She looked on gleeful Sid and happy Sandy, her two neighbour spiders, both entirely unquestioning of their constant, unchanging, web-centric lives. She looked on them with envy. If only she could be as dumb and happy as them. Her life was miserable, and so she decided to change it. It caused quite the stir with Sid and Sandy when Susan took her web down. This had never happened before. Susan said she would just make do. She'd get by on the kindness of strangers. She could catch her own food. She didn't need no web pinning her down. When she awoke from the malnutrition coma several months later, (laughs) she then saw that others were not to be trusted. She could only trust herself... But the long period locked within her own psyche that the coma had afforded her had led her to a second revelation, one that would also substantially lighten her workload. She saw that the fatal flaw of the current web way of doing things was that the webs they currently constructed were too flimsy. They would be made in an hour and destroyed in half that. She reasoned that if she simply worked harder on her web, made it heartier, sturdier, more complex. So she set to work on her new web, on her masterpiece of web engineering. What would have been a fine and well-respected web to any other spider became the structure for Susan's web. 
Within that web, she reinforced every point. She kept its gravity low. In each gap, in every little window, she would spin a smaller web, and then webs within bows, webs within webs within webs within webs. At once dazzlingly complex, at the same time overwhelmingly simple. She spun and she spun and she spun, constantly perfecting, constantly honing, constantly reinforcing. Hours turned to days, to weeks, to months. On the first anniversary of her rousing from the coma, she thought her web complete. Allowing herself only one quick look at the whole completed testament to her obsession, she turned on all eight heels and went on with the rest of her life, determined to only check back on it and collect the food in one week's time. And what a week it was. The best week of Susan the Spider's life. She answered some emails, only for twice as many to arrive. She said, we should hang out to at least three people she had absolutely no intention of hanging out with. (laughs) This was living. This was real life. Mm, All those other idiots don't know what they're missing. The freedom of being inconvenienced by things of their own choosing. Being able to feel really quite bad about an accident or something going wrong because you chose for it to happen, so it's actually a little bit your fault, she thought, as she made her way to her superweb to make her first check. It was the saddest thing she would ever see. Someone, some thing, had torn a hole right through the center of her masterpiece. A whole year's work, ruined. Spiders, by their very nature and due to their burden, have no sense of perspective, literally. (laughs) They are so busy being concerned with their tiny little lives and the tiny little webs that their tiny little lives revolve around that they could never conceive of a bigger world around them. They never think of us, people, that is, unless directly faced with us, and even then we are just things to be scaled, monolithic structures to be climbed, rather than other living things. They do not consider us as we consider them. Susan could never conceive of a tramper's boot making short shrift of her life's work. She was, as you could expect, heartbroken. All that work. All that planning, gone to waste, all for nothing. She cried for a week, and then for another, just to make sure she'd gotten it all out. (laughs) She felt the tight grip of responsibility more than ever before. She felt it tight in her chest. She felt it running cold through her. There was no way she could escape it. There was no way around it. If she was to live, she was to be bonded to this web to coexist with it, to create it, express it, and maintain it. But she had tasted freedom. She knew there was something to aspire to. There was something else. There must be a way, but she had tried everything. And then she had an idea, and she knew it would work. Hello? The door says, open. I, I, I can come back. Can I, can I help you? Oh, I didn't see you there. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Pardon? I wasn't here before. Where were you? I'm very good at snooping. <sighs> sneaking, dear heart. I said sneaking. I'm trying. But you're not doing well. But... And that's not even the game. Then what is it? Can't say. Don't know. Please, you must know something. This is your shop. 
The person who sold it to you must have said something. I've been here for hours. Days, dear. Days. But I've... What? It's still light out. It, it never... I'm not hungry. <laughs> Doesn't time just fly when you're having fun? This isn't fun. Well, I'm having a gangbusters of a time. The feeling isn't mutual. Am I... Am I going to die here? Is this hell? Uh, if it is, no one told me. This isn't fair. Yes, it is. It has to be fair or the game won't be fun. Which means it has to be won. Of course. I forfeit then. All right then. I forfeit! Oh, no need to yell. Needed to make sure the game heard it too. In fact, I forfeit! I accept my loss graciously. Good night! Oh, for oh, fuck! Looks like you can't forfeit. That's not fair. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's in the rules. A game where you don't know the rules isn't fair. I trust the game. Well, you're an idiot. Don't take that tone with me. I'm sorry. I guess I'm tired. Mm, but you're not. No. Is that part of the game? Mm, maybe. Maybe I will have to kill you. Maybe that's the game. Well, if it is, it's a rip-off of murder. Murder isn't a game. It is. It's over there, right next to fraud. <laughs> They're both quite fun, but they carry a very high price. There must be a clue. It's over there. Where? And it's called Cluedo outside of America. <laughs> Are we still playing misunderstandings? No. I meant a clue as to what the point of the game is. Mm, I think the finding out of what the game is, is the game. Really? That's what I would do. Do you make games? Ooh, everything is a game. Literally, right now. Yes. What happens if we're here forever? Nothing. Something must happen. No. I don't understand. Time stops when we play. We won't age. Nothing will happen. That's how it works. I, I had it installed so people would stop interrupting my magic games. Well, it's really screwed us now. I'm sorry. I don't accept your apology. This is insane. Well, it's not that bizarre. Like, you know, you have to make your own fun and... Well... We're all just silk, right? What? Think of this as an opportunity. Think of this as a chance for some time to relax, unwind, sort some things out. I don't need some time out. I need some time. I need to get out of here. I need to spend some time with my son. Ah, but he doesn't want to. He's bored of me. And you're looking for an excuse to spend time with him. Yes, I need to trick him into spending time with me. Remembering that I exist. You've got me. Can I tell you a story? We have time, don't we? Go on, then. And you will never guess what story that was. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. It ended like this. So Susan set upon her greatest work. She weaved a copy of herself out of her own silk. It was a perfect replica down to the finest detail. It thought for itself, felt for itself. It could make its own silk. It was almost entirely its own being, except that it belonged to Susan. Its first task was to repair the hole, and once that was done, it stood sentinel over the web, because that's what Susan ordered. As her silk copy weathered the elements and bore the grotesque weight of work, Susan returned to her proper, free, complex life, with her welcome little slave of her own making taking all the unwelcome effort out of her life. She was free again. 
If Susan made any real mistake, it was that she made her copy too perfect. Her silk other self quickly grew tired of its burden, quickly grew tired of checking the web, the constant interruption. And because the copy was exact, it had the same idea and weft its own copy and went off and lived its life. And you can imagine how it goes from there. The copy of the copy made a copy. And so did that. And so did that. And so did that. And on and on and on and on. And as the copies nested and the world started to swarm with Susan's other silk selves, small imperfections began to enter the chain of replication. One was made with only seven legs, and soon the majority of them had seven, and then six, and then five, and then two legs. And without the precision of eight arms, the copies started to grow larger and rougher. And soon all they knew to do now was create more of themselves. And they grew in size. And they grew in number. And soon the world began to run out of space. Because silk is much stronger than flesh, the rest of the world began to die. And no one noticed, because the large two-legged spiders look like us now. And before you know it, The world wasn't the world. It was a world of strong and fragile silk copies of everything. And everything is dead and everything is alive. And all we want to do is fix holes and make copies of ourselves so that they can fix the holes. And out there somewhere, Susan the Spider is still happy with the freedom to have all the distractions of her life. I don't get it. You don't think any of this is real, do you? I mean, really real. Even without that game, all of this would still be a game. Just a bit of fun. Everything is. Why do anything beyond our needs? Why don't we just shit and fuck and feed? Why do we need games? Why do we need to distract ourselves? That's all we've got. We've got to make something of all the things we have to carry. We have to make the games to get through all this living, to get through all this time that we're stuck in. That's what it's about. It's about being okay with the distractions and with the distractions that breed the distractions and all the stuff that we have to deal with, especially because all we have is ourselves, right? Of course your son doesn't want to play with you. No one wants to play with anyone, but we have to. So all we have is ourselves. Lots and lots of ourselves. We make the world around us. Mm, With our secretions. Give me that pen. Here you go. Give me the box. The game box. Give it here. What are you? There are no rules. Making the game is the game. Are you? Worth trying, right? Sure. Here we go. Forfeiting the game. Funny name for a game. Indeed. What are the rules? There are no rules. There are no rules? Not one. Yeah. Then it's not a game. Oh, it is. Because you can win it. How? It's in the name. By forfeiting? Simple game. Hmm. The best ones always are. Do you mind? Do I mind? This might be a bit loud. Oh. Yes. I forfeit the game! Now, fingers crossed. 
Better luck next time. Why? Well, here you are still. Oh, but, but by choice this time. It worked? The world is out there again. Mm, how nice. Yes. Why did you come back? Oh, I was wondering how much misunderstandings is. Oh. <laughs> well, I suppose you've earned a bit of a discount. <laughs> Two odd tales there, weaving into a web of elliptical revelation. It may not make the most logical of senses, but that does not stop it from cutting to the very core of the games of our lives. (laughs) Games we play even during the witching hours. That was Fun and Games by Youth the Dean. Hannah Banks was the customer and Paul Waggett was the shopkeeper. My name is Johnny Potts. The theme music is by Tane Upjohn Beetson, who's recording this right now as well. The Witching Hours was created by Youth the Dean and is produced by Maya Compass. We're in Bats Theatre right now and couldn't have done it without support from creative communities from Wellington City Council and Creative New Zealand. Tell your friends, smash the system. World peace.